0: All right. I'm sitting here with Barry Levinson, the curator of the National Mustard Museum, also the author of the great book on food law, *Habeas Codfish*. As promised, we're going to discuss mustard and mustard-related products and accessories. Uh, so th- this is pretty. This is a pretty unique topic here, Barry, um, Captain Mustard. How does? How did you get into mustard? I mean, this is this is so unique, so specific. Um, was there, was this been like a childhood dream of yours? Did you, um, enjoy it when you were a kid or is this a relatively new phenomenon?
1: Well, I loved mustard as a kid, but I didn't, I wasn't obsessed with it. I put mustard on hot dogs, but I think I... Probably also put ketchup on in my oh, wow. you know, innocent. I can't believe I did that. Wow, but yeah. uh, I probably put the a squiggle of the two of them. I remember my boyhood friend and I would uh, uh, would use mustard for whenever we got hiccups. We claimed that that cured it. I think it still does. I don't know. But what started it, what started it, because I began collecting jars of mustard on October 28, 1986 at 2.30 a m That's when it all started. Wow. You see, the night before, just a few hours before my beloved Boston Red Sox had just lost the World Series to the New York Mets. I was devastated. I really thought they were going to win that series because in game six, they were ahead in the tenth inning. They're up by two runs. There were two outs. And then civilization as we knew, it ended because they that was the famous Bill Buckner error. Mm-hmm. They lost. I was so depressed when they lost game seven. I couldn't sleep. So I went to an all night supermarket and I decided I needed to just walk. Mm -hmm. I needed to walk around because it was cold out. I was here in Wisconsin at the time. And I said, "Okay, I need a hobby and I got to collect something. And I remember (laughs) I got it. I need something to take my mind off of baseball, Uh uh, something to get my mind off the Red Sox. And I remember walking down the condiment aisle, pushing an empty cart, going past the olives and the pickles and the relishes and the ketchups and the mayos and the hot sauces and nothing. Suddenly, I was in front of the mustards Mm -hmm. and I heard a voice. It said, if you collect us, they will come. Mm -hmm. That did it. That night, I think I, I bought like 12 or 13 different mustards and I decided that I would collect jars of mustard. I have no idea what was going on and but I just did it. so I that was October 1986 uh, I wasn't thinking of starting a museum, but as the collection grew uh, you know it became, 10, 20, 30, 50, eventually became 100. I did have uh, that epiphany at the U.S. Supreme Court when I was arguing a case with a jar of mustard in my pocket. Uh, Winning the case, I figured there's another sign. So in 1992, I opened my collection that then had about 950 different mustards in the little town of Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. which is about 20 miles west of Madison. And I I chose Mount Horeb because Mount Horeb was known for years as the town that hated mustard. Oh, is that right? Yeah, well, the you reason— making that is, up, or is that real? No, here, what, what, Mount Horeb was a Norwegian settlement, and Norwegians are not known for their love of hot, spicy food. Mm-hmm. As a result, people just didn't want anything to do with mustard. Well, uh, a little over 100 years ago, doctors were using— mustard plasters in their practice. This is before we had aspirin, before we had antibiotics. And mustard plasters or mustard poultices, is what they were called, uh, used the principle of counter-irritation and were prescribed by doctors everywhere in the United States and elsewhere. Except the problem was that when doctors in Mount Horeb were prescribing this for the locals, the locals would refused to take it because it reminded them of hot spicy food and they didn't like hot spicy food, say they were getting sick. In 1912, a doctor from nearby Madison heard about what was going on in Mount Horeb and he moved out to Mount Horeb and opened a clinic that catered to this local aversion to mustard. He specialized in mayonnaise plasters. Hmm. He would have people smear mayonnaise all over their bodies and they loved it because, you know, let's face it, mayonnaise is pretty bland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Mount Hoare was kind of also known as the bland leading the bland, but that's something else. <laughs> sure. um, anyway, he made a fortune because people loved when they, this doctor prescribed mayonnaise blasters. And the, that doctor made a fortune. And the clinic is still around. Really? But it, yeah, it moved to Minnesota. That's the origin of the Mayo Clinic.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> That's true. It's not. Is that no. True?
1: No. <laughs> it's not. Oh. Okay. Oh well. Oh, sorry. This,
0: this alternative history. There's people who come to this show for the answers, Barry. Well.
1: Okay. Captain. All right. All right. Sorry. It's okay.
0: Oh, well. so, so it's not the mayo. So it's Jonathan Mayo who started the Mayo Clinic, I believe. Um, he also invented mustard or mayo. He invented mayonnaise. I think he's the yeah, one who started right. it. Yeah, sure. Um, okay.
1: So, so, anyway, that's, that's my story. I'm sticking to it.
0: Now, let me ask you. So is, is the the fact that Mount Horeb, Mount is that what it is? Mount Horeb. Mount Horeb. Horeb. Not Horeb. Horeb. <laughs> Horrible. Mount Horeb. Um, yes. So they really had an aversion to mustard. That is a true story.
1: Well, it was a Norwegian community, but I still, I was living, I was living there and I opened it there. Although now it is in Middleton, Wisconsin. We moved in 2009. It's a much bigger facility and the museum now has more than 6,200 different mustards from all over the world. I think we have 90 countries represented. Um, the, the museum itself is separate from the gift shop, uh, that's there, and it is a 501c3 nonprofit, like most museums, and um, which is a fun place. You would learn about mustard. You can taste mustards. We have interactive activities for people. Uh, you can play ring toss. You can uh, there's a, an interactive quiz game. There's a uh, movies to watch. So it's a fun place because mustard is something that people take for granted, but we don't. We also, uh, we have other things. We host the annual worldwide mustard competition Mm -hmm. where mustards from all around the world are sent here uh, to be judged in 17 different taste categories because mustard is by no means, uh, you know, uniform and monolithic. Uh, You know, for example, we have uh, sweet sweet mustards, mild mustards, uh, Dijon mustards, honey mustards, grainy mustards, pepper mustards, hot pepper mustards, and mild pepper mustards, urban veggie mustards, fruit mustards, garlic mustards, uh, beer mustards, uh, American yellow mustards, deli mustards, exotic mustards, really all kinds of different mustards, mustard-based barbecue sauce. Uh, and uh, this year, for example, the Grand Champion is a French mustard, um, Pommery Moutard de Meaux, uh, that has been around since the 1600s. Uh, wow. And yet uh, other mustards have won that are very new mustard companies. Small mustard companies uh, have won the, uh, uh, the Grand Champion Award, but there's gold medals in every category in addition. We host uh, and we celebrate National Mustard Day. It's coming up. The first first Saturday in August. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this year's theme is Carpe Dijon, Mm -hmm. squeeze the day. (laughs) Right.
0: So how did you get that started? I mean, did you have to petition anybody for an official mustard day?
1: No, actually, Mustard Day existed before I even began it, but it was dormant. Nobody was doing it. Uh, And when we opened the Mustard Museum in 1992, uh, Chase's Annual Events, the company that Uh, knew about all these days, they would publish this thing, uh, the, uh, the calendar of annual events. It would tell you every day, you know, who was born this day, what happened in history on this day, what days are celebrated. And they contacted me because... Uh, they had a mustard day, but nobody was doing anything about it. So they said, would you like to take over stewardship of it? And I said, of course. So I did. It was actually at the suggestion of a mustard company in Chicago, the Plockman Mustard Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was their suggestion uh, that I assume stewardship of it. So we have been doing that every year. Uh, this year, we as last year, we expect about uh, six to 7,000 visitors here for our festival. We'll uh, have, uh, of course, hot dogs from Usinger's of Milwaukee, which is a family-based uh, festival. Um, sausage company that makes great hot dogs there is a uh chain of restaurants that began as a frozen custard uh, uh restaurant called culver's oh uh, i'm familiar with culver's familiar with culver's Oh, they're the best well, yeah they are and culver's is whipping up a batch of frozen mustard custard for us mustard custard Here's mustard something. custard.
0: It sounds yeah. disgusting. Yeah. I don't know that I would eat it, but I do love custard. Well, and I do it's actually very separately. good. Okay. It's
1: really good. Uh, th- this year's flavor is going to be a vanilla mustard custard with raspberry swirl. Wow! So it's think of it as a vanilla custard with a tang, <laughs> just with a kick. A little bit so of a that's kick. That's going to be. We've got live music, of course, games for kids to play. Uh, you know, it's it's just a fun family event. Uh, but it's all centered around the national mustard museum because it's important for people to appreciate mustard and the fact that it's been around for centuries you know it's not one of these condiment come latelys like ketchup and mayonnaise right uh, we know that the uh, the romans were using mustard seeds in some of their sauces we know that mustard, as pretty much as we know it, existed in the town of Dijon, France, which is why it's called Dijon mustard, as early as the 1300s. Mm-hmm. So, and we also know that Shakespeare loved mustard, and he wrote about mustard, mentioning mustard in four of his plays. He never once mentions ketchup.
0: Do you know which now, plays they're in?
1: Oh, sure. Uh, for example, we have the insult in Henry IV, Part Two: "His wits as thick as Tewksbury mustard." There's as much conceit in him as in a mallet. There's the character Mustard Seed, the fairy Mustard Seed in *Midsummer Night's Dream*. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, good master mustard seed, I know your patience well. There is also the riddle told by Touchstone the Clown, and as you like it, of a certain knight that swore by his honor that the pancakes were good and swore by his honor that the mustard was not. Now I'll stand to it. The pancakes were not and the mustard was good and yet was not the knight forsworn. Mm -hmm. There you go. There it is. And then finally, uh, there's the great exchange between Caterina and Grumio in Taming of the Shrew. What say you to a piece of beef and mustard? Aye, a dish I do love to feed upon. Uh, Nay then, but the mustard is too hot a little. Why then the beef and let the mustard rest. No, you shall not. You shall have the mustard of Grumio or else you get no beef. Why, then one, or both, or anything thou wilt. Aha! Uh-huh. Then the mustard without the beef.
0: That is amazing. That is... There you go. That is incredible. So yep. you have them. You know them all. Um, And, and, yeah. and to okay. your point, you know, the, the, the mustard dates back to 1800 BC. You mentioned medicinal uses in the 6th century. Pythagoras mm-hmm. used it for scorpion stings in the 5th century BC. Yep. Hi- Hippocrates used it for toothaches. Um, you know, when you were a kid, I don't think that was BC, but it but it was a while ago. I uh, used it to cure hiccups. It was not BC. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. not. <laughs> Maybe old, but I'm not
1: that old. But
0: it's but it's pretty incredible stuff. People have been using this forever. Um, you mentioned Dijon, France. I mean, that's where Grey Poupon yeah. comes out of. Probably the most, at least in America, the most commonly um thought of mustard with their incredible commercial. Pardon me. Do you have any Grey Poupon? I believe right. that commercial. You could really tie it to the to the modern elevation of mustard to almost an art form and um, it's kind of transcended condiments in, in general. In the United
1: States in I the think United it was States an, and it was always an art form in France and by the way uh Grey Poupon you can get Grey, Grey Poupon is actually owned by Heinz Kraft right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Um, but the most probably though the most famous mustard in America is the classic French's right uh, French's yellow mustard, which is uh, goes back to the early 1900s when Mr. French decided we needed a mustard that would appeal to the American palate, and it also needed to be bright yellow. And, of course, the bright yellow comes from turmeric, which is also used as a dye for clothing in India. So if you get a mustard stain on your clothing, don't blame the mustard. It's probably the turmeric. By the way, do you know how you, uh, you get a, a mustard stain out of your clothing? Cut it out. Exactly. Scissors. <laughs> That's the best way.
0: It is. Well, turmeric's yeah. great because it's probably one of the best anti cancers in the world as well. Uh, exactly.
1: It is. It's uh, very healthy. And of course, you can use mustard in so many uh, ways in the kitchen. It's great for sauces like a Dijon mustard cream sauce. Uh, one of the grand champion mustards several years ago was a black truffle mustard. That makes a killer. Uh, mustard sauce uh, absolutely wonderful Uh, but there are some great American mustard Bogey's was a grand champion a few years ago Uh, in terms of France uh, Edmund Fallow makes a marvelous marvelous uh, walnut uh, Dijon mustard so and and the flavors though will surprise people you know this isn't uh, this isn't your grandpa's mustard anymore there are a lot of interesting mustards out there as well.
0: Well, I'm surprised you don't consider French's yellow mustard on par with ketchup or catsup. I mean, it's a pretty generic. It's like the Bud Light of of mustards. I mean, it's, it's a mass-produced... I, I disagree.
1: I think oh, uh, like. French's yellow is in it. Now, I will... Uh, I will. Uh, here's a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. French's is a sponsor of the National Mustard Museum.
0: Oh, okay. Well, they
1: are. I will disclose that. However, I've always liked yellow mustard, uh-huh. and I, I maintain that if we did not have yellow mustard now uh, with that distinctive tang if a, if some sh- tv chef invented it it would become the rage it would become an absolute rage i know that when i go to a baseball game the first thing i do is i i i usually can find yellow mustard i have to get a hot dog put a squiggle of yellow mustard Go and hold it up to the sky. See the green grass, the blue sky, the brown base paths, and I know that all is right with the world. There's just something, just something nostalgic and wonderful about it. And I, I do like that taste of yellow mustard. Uh, I, I know. Pull some the people,
0: plug on this commercial at some point.
1: <laughs> oh, I like yellow mustard. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there are some things you can do with it. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, uh, it, it, it is the basis for Carolina style barbecue sauce. You know, if, if you're going to make real yellow, uh, bar, yellow based barbecue sauce from Carolina, it's got to have yellow mustard. Also, if you marinate catfish fillets in yellow mustard overnight and then uh, fry it up with cornmeal and a little flour, that is wonderful. That's a real southern dish, but it's fabulous. And it, no other mustard will do that.
0: That, that is true. Well, I'll give you this on for, for hot dogs. 1904, the St. Louis World's Fair, first time mustard was used on a hot dog. Uh, I'm from Chicago. I put uh, Putting ketchup on a hot dog is sacrilege in Chicago.
1: It's illegal, I think. It yeah. is. No.
0: I've, I've been getting away with it for, for most of my life, um, but I don't know how. Uh, but I love ketchup on my hot dogs. I'm not going to lie. Ugh. I want to mention a couple things here really quickly about mustard because here's some things that make it unique. There's actually three different types. There's white and yellow, um, and this all comes from mustard seed. Is basically the the, the genesis. Mm-hmm. So S alba is the um, genus of the mustard seed for white and yellow. Sinapis um,
1: alba, right?
0: And then there's mm-hmm. uh, B hunica, hunica, uh which is brown Juntia, Indian. Right. Gen- mm-hmm. What is it? Gentia.
1: Juncia. Yeah. Well, it is and it isn't. Uh, really, the 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 mustard from India. Um, it's actually the black mustard seed. Uh, it's neither. very difficult. Yeah. Um, it, it's really almost impossible to harvest it uh, mechanically. As a result, uh, what they're using for Dijon mustard, uh, and Dijon mustard, by the way, can only be made with the brown mustard seed or the black seed, but nobody's using the brown seed. And the best mustard seed uh, that's grown seems to be coming from the prairie provinces of Canada. Hmm. Yeah. uh, Saskatchewan uh, in particular has great, uh, really good quality mustard seed, Uh, both the brown and the yellow. Uh, People also wonder, is it genetically modified? The answer is no. Uh, They have not uh, gotten their their fangs into mustard yet, although they've tried. So. You know, if you if GMO is something you want to avoid, don't worry about mustard.
0: That's amazing. You know, it also has antri- antimicrobial properties. It can ex- yeah. exist indefinitely without refrigeration. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything it can't do? So I want to ask you. So you guys, you actually have a special blend, um, which is at the at the store part, because this there's the store and the museum, which are which right. are very different, and they're both in existence. There might be some news articles um, right. about uh, about some financial difficulties, but you guys, they're still in operation, and there's there's not mm-hmm. going anywhere,
1: right? Not going anywhere. No, basically, um, I mean, that was years ago, the whole financial um, stuff, but that's definitely uh, no longer the case. Uh, but I no longer, I started the the business part. I no longer own that because I'm retired from that. Uh, but I do uh, direct the nonprofit uh, museum. And um, So like all nonprofit museums, we need your help. So go to MustardMuseum.com and type in donation in the search box and you can donate to the National Mustard Museum. It's tax deductible. Right. (laughs) Which is the best part. The best part of Mustard is tax deductible. Yeah, we're 501c3. I mean, we are a real museum and people will learn a lot. Uh, When they come here, they learn about mustard, how it's used, about the history of mustard, uh, because it it really does have a great history and culture uh, behind it.
0: You know, I I totally agree with
1: you. Mustard has an
0: incredible history. It's long. It goes way into our past. Uh, It might very well be the first condiment. Uh, I don't think people were smashing tomatoes over things, considering they thought that tomatoes were poisonous for a very long time. But let's talk about some of the things you have there. You're a curator of the National Mustard Museum. So I imagine that over the course of your time collecting, you've, you've acquired some pretty unique items. And one of those that kind of caught my eye, which was a little interesting, or I should say cocked my eyebrow, was KKK mustard. What's going on with that?
1: Yeah, there is something called KKK. It is, and it's it, because it has nothing to do with the Ku Klux Klan. Unrelated. Uh, Just right, horrible marketing. It's called KKK, just horrible marketing. It's from the Keokuk um, uh, Spice Company or Keokuk Company. Keokuk, K-E-O-K-U-K, is a town in Iowa. It's one of the few towns, I think there are only a few, that have three Ks in there. Uh, Kankakee, Illinois is another one. Yep,
0: familiar with Um, that.
1: Yep. Uh, And I think there's a place in Michigan as well, but I can't remember that one. Uh, But it was called that uh, because we have an extensive collection of antique mustard tins. And this is from the KKK uh, company. Uh, It was dry mustard. Of course, it was put into tins. uh, And it was sometimes used for spice to make your own homemade mustard or used for medicine. Because back then, you would take dry mustard, uh, and you would combine it with water, maybe some uh, goose grease, uh, apply it to a cloth, and uh, there you go. And you would uh, put on what's called a mustard plaster. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so the last question, it's uh, it's a two-parter. Uh, what mm-hmm. is the oldest mustard that you have there, and what is the most historically significant mustard?
1: Well, the oldest mustard, we have mustard pots going back into the early 1800s, um, an actual jar of mustard. I know that we had a mustard from 1935, but I opened it to eat it uh, just wow. to test the premise. Uh, I, I, at least I had some to find out, is it true that mustard doesn't go bad? The answer is it doesn't. It did not, you know, didn't hurt me at all, but it lost all of its kick. In terms of, yeah, in terms of the the, the mustard with the most historic uh, significance, uh, no question. It is the little jar of mustard that I had with me when I argued a case at the U.S. Supreme Court, April 20, 1987. Dickinson stone ground mustard. It's a little jar. It is pretty much dried up. Uh, because if you look at it, it looks like it's only about half full and looks very crusty because it did not have uh, a, a seal, uh, you know, a, a seal that was going to totally keep it, uh, which is the case with a lot of old mustards. They uh, they dry up. But we do have it. Uh, and it is it is something that I always say if there was only one mustard I could save, you know, if there were some terrible fire, that would be the one. That's amazing. You know, it, yeah. It,
0: and it's it's right next to the to the plaque to Bill Buckner because I think he deserves some credit for for being the genesis of the museum or at least the inspiration. Yeah,
1: I guess, but you know I don't blame Bill Buckner um, because I think it would have happened anywhere. In fact, um, you know I, I guess you could say he in a way he's the patron saint of the Mustard Museum without question. You know that was okay and. Darn, you know, he was a good player. He, was. he really was. You know, he, he was a great player when he played with the Cubs. You know, I think he won at least one National League batting title. Mm-hmm. So that one thing, I think it would have happened to anybody. So it was just, uh, it wasn't their the, the, their time. It was not the Red Sox time to win. No. But they've done okay since. They've, they've, they've done, done okay. They,
0: they've done all right. They yeah. just won by, I think, uh, 10 runs or something yesterday. Um, uh, the they did just
1: fine. Yeah, yes, they did. They, did. <laughs> they did. You know, right. the, the thing about mustard and what we try and show people is that mustard isn't just something you put on hot dogs and put on sandwiches. There are so many different ways of using mustard in the kitchen. Uh, and it is low in calories, low in fat. It's a healthy condiment. So, you know, try some mustard and people who come in and say, Oh, I don't like mustard. By the time they leave, We've got them to taste some mustards that they never dreamed of, and all of a sudden they become mustard lovers. Well,
0: and you guys even have your own, the Slim and Nun, Isn't that like uh, that's right. one of your that's your home brew, right? Your, yeah,
1: that's that's the that's the home brew uh, exactly. There are three different flavors: there's sweet and nicely hot. There's a maple peppercorn, and then there's a, a habanero horseradish. Also, I want to mention we are also the home of America's Mustard College, oh, wow. which is. Poop on you.
0: I assume so. Uh, well, yes. I think I think you have two fight songs. I think it's only appropriate that we end this with uh, the first fight song, the Wisconsin version. Sure. Uh, if we mm. could, should we do it we together? Could do
1: it. I can do it. Let's do it. Okay. Mm. On our our hot hot dogs, dogs, on on our bratwurst, mustard is so cool. Never mayo, never ketchup, they're against the rules. Gleaming gold and mellow yellow, smooth, rough, sweet, and hot. Fight, poop on you, will fight and eat
0: some lunch. Amazing. Uh, Barry Levinson... Thank you so much for this this extra time that you gave me.
1: Hey, you're very welcome. And like we say here at the Mustard Museum, Astella Mustard.